Okay, Leafs talk. J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee, embarrassing one for the Leafs. Just no way, no other way to describe that. Just a brilliant first period where I thought this team was really starting to build something here, especially given the third that they just played against Calgary, the way that they just played with a little bit of edge, some passion, some hitting, tenacity, a ton of skill. They were just dominating Vancouver in the first period. And then what the hell happened? I don't know. I got a few theories. Um, Start with think, the first one. I think, I, listen, I don't want to sit here and be Mr. Excuse Maker, but I think maybe some fatigue took over. Uh, three games and what was it, four nights now yeah. for them on the Western road trip. That first period, they didn't get one to fall. They didn't get a bounce. It didn't go in the net. It was just a discouraging period. Maybe a little bit of fatigue stu- uh, set in for them. That's one of my theories. Another theory is, is that, you know, uh, it just wasn't very good. <laughs> I just, I like, yeah. they just stopped executing. It, they were really, really good in the first, like you said. And they just, the Christmas of the, the crispness of the passes stopped. The, the scoring chances stopped. Just everything stopped. I don't really know. So I think the leading theory is that these guys are dog tired, but I hope that's it because boy, that was an embarrassing effort. Like, I get that it's been a bunch of games jammed up mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It's still really hard for me to think that you play that way against a Canucks team that has essentially been on life support all season long. Like this game is obviously highlighted by the fact that Toronto gets back on the board on the power play, mm-hmm. beautiful feed from Nylander through the legs of the defender, right on the tape of Tavares. He ties it up mm-hmm. and you're going, okay, good. Now this game is going to regulate after, a again, that horrific second period where it just, you said it, there was no crispness to their game. It was just sloppy. Nothing. It was lackadaisical. They, yeah, they just did not make plays in that second period. I, I don't know how many shots they had. I want to say it was like maybe six, seven shots in that period. Just completely went to sleep. They get that goal. I think, okay, they're going to turn this thing around. Morgan Riley draws a penalty in front of their own net. And you mm-hmm. go, all right. Power play back to work. They just hummed. Vancouver's got the worst penalty kill in the entire NHL. All of the hockey teams. Every single one. They do 32 thoughts. They don't do 33, 34 thoughts. They do 32. And Vancouver ranks 32nd. (laughs) And the first one is just a pizza by John Tavares. Like, I don't know if he was still shook up from the two monster hits he took in this game, but... He tries to force one into Mitch Marner. It creates a breakaway the other way. It's a two-on-one. It goes in the back of their net. The second one is just the Leafs look like they were rattled from the first goal that the crowd was on top of them, and they just completely got flustered, broke down. What the hell was Morgan Riley doing behind the opponent's net? It was such a weird just all of a sudden it's back in their net the other way. He's given up another two-on-one. JT Miller scores on Matt Murray. And what seemed like it was going to be a pretty nice night for Matt Murray, one that I wasn't really sure he was getting tested. All of a sudden, his head's spinning around. It was just ugly, ugly stuff for tonight, man. Yeah, I I think that's the most frustrating part about this is that you're in the game after having such an awful effort in the second period. It's still a 1-1 game now. right there. And And you go on that power play, and you'd love to be able to look to something else other than what's let this team down for the last six years in these games in the playoffs and in all these big games that they've played over the years where, you know, 
it's the big boys that let them down in big games. And I know this isn't a big game or whatever. I'm not trying to correlate a game against the Vancouver Canucks to a playoff game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But it's just on this though, when it's like but, when a game starts that way, where there was a real energy in the building and both teams yeah, are playing no, really hard sure. and hitting each other. Of course. Like, yeah, you're right. Of course we can say that this is a nothing game because it's the Canucks, yeah. but you got go Leafs go chance going in a road building and they're playing that actually really great chirp. The, the piano and the Leafs. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hey, really good. Really good. I had to give him full marks for that. It very, is very good. It is a top, top notch in arena chant. Anyway, you know, what they, you know what they would do here? They'd be like, when the Canucks were playing, they'd be like, Who's the Canucks? Yeah. They're like, oh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, no, I, just, I get what like, you're saying. I'm not sorry. Just, I, I didn't mean to like no, it's you know, okay. step on it. I just, I no. felt like they actually had a real playoff style to this game early sure. on. And it just, it goes back to, you know, the conversations that we have about this team in terms of what they've done at multiple different deadlines, mm-hmm. bringing in different guys to change the bottom six, change the second pair, change the third pair, do this with the team, do that with the team. And it's just a reminder that it's going to come down to the big boys doing the good things or doing the bad things. And it was just two shorthanded goals against the worst penalty kill in the NHL when you have a chance to win a game. I'm, but I'm sorry, it's just not acceptable. No, like it's, not. It's, just something, it's just something that at an NHL level, when you're a cup contending team, a team that you want to go out there and prove that you're one of the best teams in the league, you just can't have this happen. It's an embarrassing moment for the Leafs and their top guys because they have no one else to blame other than themselves. It's just an embarrassing play by yeah, everyone. It was. So Sheldon Keefe obviously couldn't do this because Ryan O'Reilly, another concerning part of tonight, takes a puck off his hand and doesn't return to the game. Matthews took a shot as well, but finds a way to get back into it. But yeah, they're playing 11 forward 7D. So they couldn't do what John Cooper did with his group earlier in the day, which is benches big boys. But if Ryan O'Reilly's healthy and you're skating 12 forwards, do you think Keith would have done it? No, absolutely not. Cause he's never done it. He doesn't do it. He's he like with bench. Mitch at the beginning of the season, yeah, for, the season for what for 10 seconds. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like it's not, it's not even close to the same. John Cooper benched his three guys that are his three best players that he's gone to three finals with or his big studs. He benched them for an entire period. Yeah. There's n- I'm sorry. Like say what you will about Sheldon Keefe and say what you will about his relationship with the stars. We remember earlier in the year, him getting into it. He just doesn't have the cachet to be able to do that. John Cooper's a Stanley Cup winning coach. He's been there forever. He's got the relationship with those guys. When push comes to shove, he just doesn't have, I don't, like, I don't want to say the cojones to do that, but he just doesn't have the cachet. It's not something that he can pull off. I mean, I will say in Keith's defense, and it's it just simply this, is that it also is such a bigger deal in this market. And oh, yeah, when you're course. when you're trying to build this team chemistry that the Leafs are trying to build right now, which is like, you know, basically on the fly with a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of forwards. Right. I, I do think there's a little something to like, Hey, he, he does not have that luxury as like a guy who's been trying to, or who, who has that line that you just mentioned has been to three Stanley cup finals together. So I, I do kind of get it. I will just say that like, Oh man, it was, those guys were bad tonight. Like that was just a bad performance from the Leafs top guys. And yeah, you, you did feel like, well, is there going to be a little bit of accountability? And they were playing, I guess, a little hard at the very end of the game. And I'm going, boys, fellas, too little, too late. Like, this is just yeah. not it. Yeah. So I listen, 
I'd like to blame anyone else other than what I saw from the big boys, but it comes down to it. They're on the ice for two shorthanded goals that cost you the game. And the worst part is, and I don't know what Keith said to them on the ice. So if if I, I've been around hockey a long time, your PP unit gives up a shorty. Mm-hmm. It's time to head to the bench. Like, yeah. I don't know whose idea that was to leave them out there or if that's, uh, you know, they get the long as they want or they get the call or whatever. But if Sheldon Keefe, that's a failure to not be like, hey, boys, yep, I think we're good here. I'm going to put the other unit out there, maybe see if they're going to give a little bit harder effort. They're going to try. Yeah. I know it was early in the power play. I know that that's, listen, they, what was it, like I'm 20 seconds into that power play? I get it. Like you want to leave your guys out there. But from a from a from an optic oh, yeah. stand, from an optic standpoint, you might call those boys back. You can still get them on with 30 seconds left. It just was bad optics all around. To have them all standing around again when the second one goes in the net, that's just as bad as it gets. Okay, so I got to tell you one thing about that that I thought, which it's it's like this is a hard one because they did add to technically the top six in that they added a forward that is one of their best six guys in Ryan O'Reilly, and he was mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought when they went back out on the ice and when they continued to play in this game, that it wasn't again a reminder that Toronto is still going to scuffle to find scoring down the lineup. Like they might have guys that we want to believe are going to be able to score those like playoff style goals that you and I are talking about and mm-hmm. forecheck harder and that yep. they're a heavier team and harder to play against. I think all those things are true. Like I'm not trying to overreact to one moment. I'm actually saying that this has been a consistent thing for, throughout the Leafs lineup and why Sheldon Keefe can't react that way sometimes is where else is he going to get the scoring? Yeah. Who else is he going to put out there? They put the second power play out and it's Michael Bunting and Alex Kerfoot and you're going, oh, right. Their second power play includes a guy that we and openly... Eric Gustafson, buddy. Yeah, but, this, but, but Kerfoot is a guy that we openly make fun of on the show about how he'll go stretches where it's like 16 goals without a game is like the routine Kerfoot stat where you're like, how many times, how many yeah. games is it now? It was the joke of the a deadline lot. was you've still got this guy playing a prominent offensive role. And I just, yeah. that that's the one where it's things to me where some people made the criticism of did the Leafs do enough. And I, I kind of backed off that because they did so many things that it's hard to say they should have done more when they moved every little piece around. It remains that they need that middle six guy with some scoring touch. Yeah. And it's now gone and you may be a, you know, the deadline is now gone and yeah. you may be concerned about what's going on with Ronald Riley. I'm not sure if we've gotten an update yet on that. Not that I've he seen. He took a, took a wrister straight in the finger. So you probably don't love that update. So yeah. you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. So we'll wait for that. But yeah, listen, secondary scoring mm-hmm. is always going to be a thing with this team. And they're going to need some guys to contribute in the bottom half of the lineup if they're going to beat Tampa and, you know, they're going to beat Boston, which seems absolutely impossible. All but, right. All right. Uh, so it's too doom and gloom now. Uh, what no, what no, do listen, you think about listen, Matt Murray tonight? No, listen, they're a perfect team. Boston's perfect team. If they yeah, lose sure. to anybody, it's a colossal collapse. There's right. no, there's no, there's no, they don't have one flaw. They're perfect. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Murray tonight? Uh, he's okay. I thought he yeah. looked pretty good. Thought he looked like a goaltender in the net. They hung him out to dry. I thought he kept the minute a little bit in the second period. Made a couple big saves, including that cross crease that I thought was the save of the year until they showed a replay. Yeah. Uh, still a great save. Got his pad there. Had to make the save. But um, yeah, I thought he was good until they hung him out to dry in the third period. You? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same. The first period again, he didn't even get tested. So I went, 
what I thought again, I've made this reference before, but I think about it every time when a goalie has to play that way, it's the Goldberg and mighty ducks where he's just like skating around his net, you know, and singing songs, having a good old time. And then all of a sudden it was exactly like the Goldberg where there's just a guy barreling down on you in a breakaway. He made that stop. That was a really good save. I will say that. Yeah, of course. Um, who was it that was on the Canucks that didn't get the puck up on that, that two on one Dakota Joshua, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. And yeah, you're right. He definitely, if he puts it basically anywhere else to goal, he kind of rushes it and shovels it into his pad. But Matt Murray, we do wonder sometimes about the athleticism and his ability to just like burst across the net. And he showed it there. And like, this is all I will say, basically my assessment of the game, because I don't think that he had a shot on any of the goals. Right. And even the no. fourth one, I hate to bring up Luke Shen, but he loses a puck battle and then he looks kind of sure. slow. Morgan Riley in on a four check it just gets completely bamboozled wow. by yeah, a forward. Yeah, our boy Shen had zero support from the seven and a half million dollar man who's yeah. over in the opposite corner for some reason. Yeah. I, like, has I, I he ever what... been in has he ever been in the front of his own net? Like it's, anyways. Well, it was yeah, a two bad plays by Morgan Riley on the back to back third and fourth goals. But um, I didn't think there was a hope and a prayer that Matt Murray had for any of those goals. Um, maybe if you want to pick at nits, you say like, okay, maybe he makes one miracle save. Well, he already had that with the cross crease save and the breakaway. So mm -hmm. I thought he looked good, but my biggest takeaway was just, he looked healthy. Like they bashed yeah. into his net and he got up and he never really had any type of lingering. Oh, trying to look at my knee. Oh, shaking out the leg. Oh, like stays down a little long. He went crease to crease really quickly. I just, I think if you're looking for positive signs from tonight, I would say that the number one thing is that. For sure. He, that he can look like he can go in there and make big pushes and look like he can stay healthy. Completely yep. agree. That is a great positive from tonight. Yep. And if they had a shot one in the net at any point, yep. they could have got a win for him. But they just really, they're just really hung him up to dry. I don't, and I don't even I, know what else to have from this game. Like, what do you think? I guess about the line combinations that they went with. Like, well, they, I, they just changed everything up, and it all got yeah. jumbled up. And I didn't really have anything on that. I do like McCabe. I like McCabe. I will say that I like McCabe. I know you're still not convinced, but I, I like. It's not that I'm not him. convinced. It's just like he hasn't really done anything. Like he had a he good did. fight tonight where he jumped in for a teammate, which I love to see. I think yeah. he has like. He's he's got like quick twitch. Like he clearly mm -hmm. moves at a really good pace. He mm -hmm. got away with a really bad penalty tonight, which was very the good for stick. him. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, yeah, he can snap a pass, but I, I still think that there's a lot of plays where he just seems like he's still forcing it. So I'm not down on McCabe. I just I, I see what they liked about him. I just so far mm -hmm. I haven't exactly seen a guy that is instilling some kind of different confidence level in me, especially when two of these three games that the Leafs have played since the deadline have been absolute duds against the Oilers and against the Canucks. Yeah. And I think, I think he managed to stay. He did. He stayed on the, stayed on the positive side again tonight. So well, he was I not mean, on the, the goals were power play I goals. I know, but he was on the ice the other two of them. So he's fitting right in. He's playing his Blackhawks hockey with the Leafs. He's, he's keeping a plus number on an awful team. I him. just picture him just as getting to the bench, like, <laughs> you know, like, as soon as the good players come uh, up. Uh, I, I do think, again, it's if like there's a issue with him, it's how long is Sheldon Keith going to play him with Brody? How long is he going to trot that experiment out before he tries a new look? And now we're there. It just, there's no more trades coming. Morgan Riley is sticking with 
a uncomfortable fit unless it's TJ Brody. And that's going to have mm-hmm. a trickle down effect if they don't decide to do that. So, or sorry, if they do decide to do that, I will say this, um, no more seventy. Like I, I know why they're doing it. I understand it. I am not of the opinion that the Leafs have quote nine defensemen that people keep saying they do. I think they have seven. And I don't. Well, now think you're that. gonna see it. you're gonna see it more now if O'Reilly's hurt. If he has something that's gonna be long term here, you're gonna short on short. Line. You're short on forwards. You're gonna have to play him. Like I guess you, you know could what, call though? up Bobby or call up one of these guys to the Marlies and play him on the fourth line. Or all right. But I bet I bet you see it again. I like how Bobby some is, you know, you tried to put Pontus Holmberg in the all-star game on your show for two months. And now oh, you yeah. already got Bobby McCann, Rick McMahon again, ahead of him on the depth chart. I just, I'm not overly concerned about that. I think that if like you need to play Pontus Holmberg's of the world or Bobby McMahon's of the world as forward depth, you can do that. You can put those guys in your lineup, especially in regular season games and still feel okay about it. Yeah. I think that the damaging thing is I don't want to doom cast here because we don't know what's up with O'Reilly. It's just, yeah. It's that you you just you're losing valuable reps for some of these other guys to be able to play in the spots that they're meant to play in. I, I'm not worried about Ryan O'Reilly. Like we've already seen him step in a lineup and he has great chemistry with the top six guys, like on the the second line. He can obviously just be a third line center who eats really hard minutes no matter what. I I think he's probably one of the easiest guys to play with on this entire team. Like what what chemistry yeah, do you have to build? But mm-hmm. I just don't like the the ripple effect it has for the rest of the group. And, you know, you're kind of waiting on that guy. It just it would really suck if he was hurt, obviously. Like, really yeah. great point by me. What a strong showing. I'm basically, <laughs> the, I'm basically the Leafs tonight, just dogging it, where I'm like, yeah, you know what would not be well, good is if the Leafs lost their prize deadline <laughs> acquisition. Well, for it's me just a hard, it's a hard game to talk about. It just there was not a lot of great things that happened. I, yeah. did, like, I did like McCabe stepping in on Tyler Myers. A couple things. Bad. That was maybe that's going to be in every top 10 hit of the year. That's going to be in there. And secondly, good on Tavares that he got up. I had, I, I couldn't believe he got up so quickly. No. And secondly, I had real flashbacks to my youth with a giant defenseman ragdolling a McCabe. It was like, yeah. oh my God, this is Chara McCabe all over again. <laughs> like, he just was pulling him around, like just like oh. like he was like he was out front with a dirty mat, just yeah. kind of get the dirt out of it, like just flicking it around. So uh, good on McCabe for... though, like he jumped in yeah, there, and, and I went, hey, they, that's what you... you do is you jump in for a teammate when they're laying on the ice, you give them a second, and you you grab somebody. It was funny though so when he got McCabe ten, first he got ten in. minutes right for the misconduct. And it was because he was the third man in because yeah. Willie Nylander engaged him for a second. I was like, yeah. no way Willie's doing this. Yeah. I'm like, no way. And then it I comes love that too, though, for even the So second. did I. I yeah. thought for a, I thought for one millisecond it was about to happen. And I was like, no, Willie. You yeah. know, it's not you're you're not that guy, pal. You're not yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, horrific game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. awful loss. Um yeah. yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it, man. I'm sorry. This is gonna be no. a short one, I think. No, it's all good. Not a whole yeah. lot else to say, buddy. We'll see you yeah. on Tuesday night. Awful, awful stuff, man. I, I got, I, I will say this actually, this is a good way for me to wrap is you know, I see a lot of Twitter panic about this team and how they're looking right now and blah, 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 blah. As, as embarrassing as tonight was and as awful game was too. I still think what the Leafs have shown in the first period of tonight's game period of the Calgary game has me more encouraged about these moves than like some of the downplay that we've seen. Like you're going to naturally play down to opponents again. Tampa Bay tonight, I guess it was against a, or today played a, a Sabres team. Like 
I get where we're at in the schedule where it's right after these moves and there's just so much excitement in Leafland where mm-hmm. people are going, God, we want to see just immediate results and this team look like they're just ready to roll into the juggernaut that people want them to be. I just, I, I, this is not excuse making. I'm just not as concerned. Like if O'Reilly's hurt, that's a concern. I think that Morgan Riley, who he plays with, that's a concern. Outside of that, like, yeah, I, I just I'm not going to really be judging these moves off of three games. Like people were panicking because Rasmus Sandin picked up three cookies. Oh my god! Against the Washington Capitals, or sorry, against the San Jose Let's Sharks. No, I, of course not. I'm just saying, like, I I think that there is a real impetus for people right now to just have hard takes. Uh, if if you were against some of these trades, you're like, see. If you were for some of these trades, you're like worried. I just, I think we're, we should be taking this in as the old Mike Babcock five game sample at a time and see where we're at, you know, five games from now versus 10 games from now and just like how it's actually going to look. That's all. Let's see if water finds its level here. If we're going to use another Babs yeah. term, let's see water find its level. I agree. All right. Listen, yeah. this is a, like, this is a, like, you nailed it. It's a great time for explosive takes on both yeah. sides. I know. Like yeah. the, the take guns. They're just firing the cannons right now, batting yeah. down the hatches. Here comes a you know a mortar of takes. They're just flying around. Uh, I hate that we weren't live tonight though, because you know that's what people wanted tonight is the the old take machine immediately out of the gate. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Let's get this up. Uh, thanks to David Sis for editing and uh, for at uh, follow at JD Bunkus at Sam McKee. Hit the like button on it in YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. And if you're on Apple, yeah, leave a review. It really helps us out. Uh, We'll see you Tuesday against the Devils. It'll be Justin Bourne and I. See you then.